Hey, how's it going, everybody? You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. It is so great to be back with you. Thanks so much for listening. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Today on the show, we're having another spotlight on some modern chiptune music. So Yay. much exciting stuff to share here today. We know this is a very active and thriving community, and mm-hmm. so we do think uh, we want to play our part as ambassadors of great video game music to shine a light on uh, this music scene that's sort of peripheral to video games, but incredibly relevant. Very related. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there are, I'm pretty sure, podcasts, if not radio stations, for sure that are dedicated to this ch- the chip scene um, so it's definitely something there's a wealth of wonderful music um, from all over the world as far as these amateur artists are concerned these chip tuners and so yeah it really feels like it's our duty once in a while to check in with this scene and to play music and to see what people have been up to so the music we're playing today is all very modern I think I'm pretty sure all within the past couple years, most of it this year or last year, and then maybe there's a couple ones from, you know, maybe five years ago or something, but it's all very modern stuff, and it's just a wonderful selection of music I was able to find. Um, did a lot of listening over the past couple weeks in order to make this a really solid, you know, jam-packed playlist, so uh, I think a lot of this music will probably be something that you guys haven't heard before, so that's always fun. So, Carl, I, I know this might sound like a basic question, but just to mm-hmm. be fair, there might be some listeners who aren't familiar. What mm. constitutes something being a chip tune? Yeah, so a chip tune—that is a term that was coined by VGM fans in this community, and basically, what it is is it's any piece of music that is made using a sound chip, right? So the most famous sound chip in, in video games would be the NES sound chip, in which you have two pulse channels, one triangle channel, and a noise channel. Uh, the Genesis, for example, was another system that had its own sound chip. In that case, it was an FM, or frequency modulation, Yamaha chip. Uh, so that's just two examples of music that's being created on a sound chip. Now, it goes beyond that. There is a stylistic trend that we hear with right. chip tunes, you know? It's music that is quite flashy, uh, very busy, very exciting. Uh, when it's really doing its job well, I think it's it's supposed to have really strong melodic content. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's just a couple of things that you'll you'll notice when you listen to chip tunes. Well, and I do think it is a natural extension of the demo scene when we think of like the Commodore mm-hmm. demo scene or the old computer uh, demo scene, where it's really mm-hmm. about showcasing uh, the hardware and all the things it can do that maybe the average consumer wouldn't be able to elicit for out of sure it. what's exciting about a lot of these chip tunes is yes they're using this old technology um but they now have decades of experience with it right and they're using it in really advanced kind of mind-blowing ways often that bring it far beyond what many composers or sound designers were able to do at the time with that technology well and why this is worth focusing on is because now these people these people that we're focusing on today they are the arbiters of this kind of 
maybe in some ways lost art form of music, but now it's not lost <laughs> because they're they're still keeping it alive. So it's really, really awesome to hear this. A lot of the music you hear today will be made either with the NES sound chip, maybe the Game Boy sound chip. That's a popular one. And then there's always just a hodgepodge of different chip sounds that people use. So not everyone is trying to be authentic to one particular sound. There's some FM stuff today. There's just a good variation of different chip sounds. What you guys heard playing in was a really cool tune called sunrise to sunset and that was by chip tuner jayster he goes by jayster j-a-y-s-t-e-r so all right guys let's get into some more awesome music let's move on to a chip tune by hertz devil and this comes from his album 2a03 puritans and we're going to take a listen to a really interesting track called extends levant here we go Amazing stuff. You guys are listening to Extends Levant by Hertz Devil from his album 2A03 Puritans. Now, the 2A03 is kind of a shorthand way of referring to the NES sound chip, actually, so it's a reference to that. Um, and I wonder what he was using for this track. Uh, there are definitely times where it feels like he's definitely having more voices than the NES, so I'm not sure if he's using some sort of extension here. Um, but yeah, this this what's cool about it is musically, it feels like it's kind of following in the footsteps of maybe like 90s electronic music or demo scene music. So you have some of those kind of you know, those kind of those techniques that we hear 
in that in that music. So it's cool because this definitely doesn't feel like it's following necessarily like a video game compositional right. style, but it's used with that coat of paint. So this is really cool. Well, yeah, that's another interesting feature that we'll see about uh, a lot of these chiptune composers is in their effort to do something really flashy that can show off the hardware and you know their own technical abilities. Uh, I think oftentimes one of the ideas for how to do that is to take an outside genre, something that maybe isn't associated with uh, video game music and isn't associated with like synths like this, and try to make something that sounds incredibly full and right. as authentic to that as you can get with this limited hardware. Carl mentioned some of those uh, impressive techniques that are being utilized in the hardware. Uh, one of them here is that uh, tremolo sound mm-hmm. um, on a lot of old... Uh, 8-bit chip programmers they have what's called an arpeggiator setting which allows you to basically uh, program instruments and even have code to have it rapidly cycle through an array of pitches whether Mm -hmm. it's a major chord or an octave Um, but you can use that same type of technique to just uh, have the same note repeating again so rapidly in a way that's unnatural you know it's not it doesn't sound like anything that you could hear recreated in an analog or an acoustic way so yeah. it has this really um digital distorty uh, a wonderful effect that i think um it really sounds quite hip because it's so emphasizing the artificial nature of it i think from a broad perspective it's a way to just play up the digital aspect of this right. music you know uh one thing that i think is is pretty cool is that by the way this piece of music we can't play all of it it's eight minutes and 30 seconds uh and that's another really unique thing about this community is that these songs are really long form and sometimes they never loop another thing that I think is great about this music is we're stripping away all context today because this isn't going alongside a game experience, right? This is just about the music. And the goal for these chip tuners is when you listen to their track on SoundCloud or whatever forum or YouTube or whatever, they want you to just listen to the music and be moved by it without any other context. So I think that is something that's quite awesome today. So let's move on to another track. This one is called Micro Beings. And this one is is really cool. I'm excited to play... Um, a couple examples from this little series of competitions. There's a competition called Fami Compo that has been going on for years. And actually, one of our favorite tracks we've ever played on the podcast, Artificial Intelligence Bomb, was the winner, the first place winner of a Fami Compo from, I want to say, like a long time ago. It was like, like 2004, maybe. I think. Right. So we're going to play a couple different uh, entries of a few different Fami Compos today. The first one we're going to play is, I believe, if not the winner, one of the top entries of Fami Compo Volume 10. And it was by chiptuner Fear of Dark. And that name came up a lot when I was um, you know, looking into some of the best chiptunes as of late. So Fear of Dark, very talented chiptuner. Let's take a listen to Micro Beings. Thank <laughs> you. 
badass. You guys are listening to Micro Beings. This comes to us from Chip Tuner, Fear of Dark. That's all one word. And this was an entry in Famicompo Mini Volume 10. And I believe it was either the first place or the second place entry. Uh, and it's cool. You can get all the NSF files of all these Famicompo competitions and listen to some wonderful obscure music that you've never heard before. And every chip tuner has their own approach. You know, some people use a VRC6, some people use maybe the Sunsoft sounds, some people use just the NES channel. So, you know, it's it's really kind of all over the place. But this is a really awesome, expressive, exciting track. Yeah, completely. Uh, the thing that's so interesting about these is you mentioned the long forms, but this one just takes so long to get into the principal hook. It does. Uh, that That's something that really makes it distinct from game music because I think once that melody comes in and it's so groovy and has, I guess, a little bit of a richer sense of jazz harmony, mm-hmm. it does feel a bit like classic video game music and definitely that a lot of these chip tuners are exposed to all that great music. Probably what inspired them to start doing this stuff in the first place right uh, but just the presentation of it since it's so long form and uh, things develop it, there's no sense of loop and there's not these basic song forms in the way that there are with a lot of uh, game music sure um, it, it's it's this interesting balance it's almost like you know if you're a fan of game music this stuff takes almost a bit more digesting because it's mm. not as direct often uh, but it's kind of like game music with a development section it's like game music right. evolved um, but yeah something like this is just fantastic and there's always something new and interesting to catch your ear whether it's an yeah. implementational thing or whether it's you know a melodic thing or there's always something musical happening uh, that is quite surprising. And I do like that these chiptunes almost take on a style or aesthetic of their own. They definitely do. At the end of the day, it you're listening to chiptune music, and it's not just evident based on these you know old-school sounds we're hearing. The actual music itself... You know, there's not a lot of other genres that you could describe this in. Like, it's it's a chiptune. That's the genre here, you know, musically, which is awesome. All right, now let's move on to an FM chiptune. Now, this is a facet of the community that I'm really excited to, to showcase more of. And it's definitely not something that was as active when this community started. You know, when we think about the demo scene and then spilling over to when people would focus on more on chip stuff, it was all Game Boy and NES to start with and then you know people would move on to some other things but now there's a very healthy community of people making fm synth chiptunes if you don't know what that is just think about the sega genesis so basically people making new sega genesis music and it is so hard hitting you know one of the cool things about that sound of the fm synth is that it's really crisp and biting and it's the type of synth that's actually used a lot in pop and dance music outside of games for over 30 years really um so it's it's a sound that is really uh in some ways more pleasing than you know something like the nes or game boy and stylistically it definitely lends itself to a different to a different vibe to a lot more groovy jazzy stuff so let's take a listen to a track from the wonderful album Sound Shock 2 FM Funk Terror. This is a compilation <laughs> of uh, basically FM synth chiptune music from a bunch of talented artists. Let's take a listen to a track by Coda. This is Megabits Per Second. Megabits Per Second. 
That is so funky. Oh my god, that is uh, megabits per second. An FM chip tune by Coda from the album Sound Shock 2, FM Funk Terror. Uh, yeah, so there's so much going for this track. The groove is incredible. It's just really tight, really nuanced, a lot of really cool kind of linear funk drumming going on here with these crappy FM samples, that DIC sample channel. Um, then you also have just a really good... Um, tasteful bass line, and a really good melody. I think there's, this is just a great piece of funk uh, fusion music. Absolutely. Gosh, you know what I find so interesting? It seems that a lot of the 8-bit chip tuners that uh, do stuff for, you know, either on Track or for Game Boy, um, a lot of them seem to borrow influence from, like we mentioned the demo scene, but a lot of European in Western uh, game composers of that era, say For like sure. the Fallen Brothers, that were interested in some of those techniques and the technical implementation. Um, but what's interesting to me about some of these FM chip tuners is a, a lot of those sounds lend themselves to more of a funk music style. I mean, if you think of Sonic the Hedgehog right. as being, you know, the pillar trademark hero of the of the Sega Genesis, that musical language is very much a '90s contemporary pop sound. It's really trying to be like Michael Jackson or something. For sure. So what I think is interesting is it seems like with NES chip tunes, they're carrying on um just a completely different kind of lineage than what i think the fm chip tuners are responding to and it's not just about the technicals but it's really about the music and the composition and what those sounds and those timbres uh inspire for from sure. creators that's really the biggest advantage to chip tunes is that this music is distinct from other music yes they could have written this melody and could have done this up with different instruments but they were inspired to do it because of these sounds Absolutely, man. That is a wonderful point. And when you listen to FM synth music, it's the closest thing that you can get, especially in that era, to Michael Jackson. A lot of right. the tones that <laughs> exactly. you know his team was using at the time were very reminiscent. Maybe one of the reasons he was drawn towards the Sega Genesis, you know, right? Uh, the way so, it seemed like it would be a perfect fit mm-hmm. for Sonic Three. All right. Well, now we're going to move on to a really catchy uh, chip tune that I discovered on. A YouTube playlist. Uh, there's so many really great YouTube videos of people making these compilations. Sometimes they're like four hours long, you know, of like modern chip tunes. This is called Dancing on the Moon, but moon is basically just a percentage symbol. <laughs> so M percentage N, oh, that's which is kind of clever. Is. I thought it was kind of like uh, when you have swearing and they put in other <laughs> maybe, characters. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> no, uh, that makes sense. Just kind of a fun way to do it. And I did not plan this because I put in the artists later. And hey, it's fear of dark again we just heard him on micro beings and now he's coming back now this is kind of a hodgepodge so we're getting some 8-bit sounds we're also getting some more modern samples like drums sound maybe more 16-bit or even 32-bit and then we're just getting some kind of hybrid of, of a bunch of different sounds which makes sense especially in the demo scene you heard a lot of that hybrid stuff um so yeah let's take a listen to dancing well, on should, the moon and we should also mention that uh some of these tracks are utilizing other elements of pr- of uh, production like that last piece mm. that we listened to yes. did have reverb and um some of the channels it sounds Good like call. they were exported and different effects were added so that's something that we might hear a little bit today as well and that stuff is fair game in the community especially nowadays people want to make 
make this stuff sound as good as they can. So I want you guys to to enjoy this track. It has a really catchy earworm melody that comes in about 50 seconds. It's like a spoiler alert, super, man. Super catchy. <laughs> so I'm excited for you guys to hear this. Dancing on the Moon. Here we go. Goodness, I love that track. That was Dancing on the Moon by Fear of Dark. Um, and yeah, I discovered this on YouTube. How about that really catchy? <laughs> I don't know. That was just in my head so long after listening to this. Yeah, that's oh really fantastic. So good. It takes so, yeah, so a lot of these tracks, they really take their time to kind of set up this bed of grooves and tones before you get into the actual theme but it's a payoff when you do well and if you get to see any of these composers actually create that that really is how they work oftentimes in this linear fashion of starting by building up the groove elements and adding things in piece by piece uh, it's an interesting way of composing thinking of writing the music directly into the hardware I mean I mentioned some people do maybe write and come up with ideas at the piano um, first oh, yeah. but the way that a lot of this music develops it is about these small little ideas that interlock and sometimes just the melody is the last element that's overlaid um, on top of this texture absolutely and there's definitely a fair amount of I would imagine chiptunes these days where maybe it's not on a tracker. Maybe they use VSTs or MIDI and stuff. So, right. You know, a lot of that, that technology has become much more accessible in the mm-hmm. last few years. All right. I'm excited to move on to a very interesting track. This um, is kind of a, a hybrid as far as chiptunes go. So you're going to have some modern sounds in here, some maybe just synths, not necessarily chip stuff but you will have chip stuff as well i think there's even maybe like some c64 elements in here it's just a nice hybrid this is spark by the chip tuner elwood here we go 
You guys are listening to Spark from Elwood. And yeah, this might be the most modern track that we've heard so far today. You know, we do have some more modern electronic drums and bass tones and, and things like that. The, the main lead feels kind of C64 to me. Um, and this is still a chiptune. It's still part of this community. It would definitely be um, categorized as such. So it goes to show that there's actually quite a bit of diversity in this community, not just uh, compositionally, but sound-wise, too. Well, a lot of the things that make this sound modern have to do with some of those production elements that we mentioned before, of utilizing reverb and uh, effects and, and stuff like that uh, to make it feel a little bit more modern. But what I find interesting is I think one of the reasons this sounds so modern is that kind of a retro synth sound is in vogue right now and is is coming back and sounds hip and so we hear this kind of thing in both popular music and you know a lot of edm music is really popular right now Mm -hmm. so i think we're used to hearing this kind of production uh but really it does feel retro it's just not as antique as say listening to like uh, I don't know one of those NES chip tunes that's really utilizing the arpeggiator and accenting all of the digital hmm. elements. This to sure. me it reminds me a little bit more of what Disaster Piece does, where he'll use synth sounds, yeah. but almost trying to evoke uh, real instruments. It's it, I it's think that's trying to point. get a more acoustic style expression out of. And these, we definitely uh, know sounds. that Disaster Piece is considered a chip tuner, not by himself. He he wouldn't consider himself that, but a lot of people do consider him that and yeah he gef definitely has a totally different take on this this sound than than anyone we're, we're playing today so all right let's move on to a really fun piece called let's shooting i don't know if that was an intentional uh, grammatical kind of title to have a, as if it was like a weird translation this comes to us from zabutom now if you remember last week, one of the tracks I played was a chiptune from Zab- Zabutom. So this is another one from, from this chiptuner. And this is another entry in the Famicompo series. This one was from Famicompo 6. So it's even older than that Microbeings track. Let's take a listen to Let's Shooting from Zabutom. Holy smokes. So yeah, if you guys were wondering, we're not messing around today. 
bringing in some pretty phenomenal chip tunes. This is by far the best track we've played so far today. It's by Zabutam from Famicompo 6, Let's Shooting. Only the original NES channels here. It's so wonderful to hear what people are still doing to really just push those old, harsh limitations in territories that... If you would play this to, you know, like Koji Kondo and the the composers that actually had to work on that hardware back in the day, they would probably just be floored by how expressive and just exciting this sounds. I mean, this is just one of the most phenomenal, uh, you know, examples of exploring those limitations. Well, and I do think some of the the trackers that we have today and um, just the way that a lot of our computers work do make some of that stuff easier than it may have been for certain composers back in the 80s and 90s. Uh, yep. I don't necessarily know as, as much about there because, you know, I wasn't around, but from some of the things that we've heard from talking to composers that worked in that period, it sounds like it was a very difficult, laborious process of implementing mm. things, and now we kind of have an immediate response. You plug something in, you get to hear it back right away, so you can be a little bit more free with things, but yeah, this is my favorite kind of chiptune because yep, I know. it really feels like an extension of game music which is what I come to this music for is Mm -hmm. almost a return to that melodic syncopated groovy sound that we heard in retro games in the 8 and 16 bit era and so that's an aspect of this community that I'm excited to share today too so yeah we have such a variety in, in diversity here so I'm excited to move on to a track by Vert His real name is Jake Kaufman. You guys know how big of a fan we are of Jake on the podcast. Um, You can't not play a vert track. I was going through this whole community trying to find some of the best stuff, and I just couldn't include the stuff that came up from him. Some of it's old. Some of it's before he actually you worked. You could not include. I could not include. Some of it's before Double he actually negative. started working in actual video games. So he started off as a remixer and a chip tuner, really. This is a really awesome piece called Lorem Chip Sum, and it's actually based on uh, a piece he had before called Lorem Ipsum, which was this kind of Gregorian choral rock, this amazingly epic piece, Will, that you should look into. Anyone should look into if you haven't heard it. He basically took that and made like a chiptune remix of his original track. It's, it's quite cool. Let's take a listen to Lorem Chipsum by Vert. Thank you. 
You guys are listening to Lorem Chipsum, which is an FM chiptune by Vert. It's a remix of uh, his original piece, Lorem Ipsum, which uh, starts off kind of Gregorian sounding, but then it does get into some rocking stuff. It, it's a great piece. This is a wonderful remix. If you don't know the original, you're still able to enjoy it on its own terms. Yeah, absolutely. I'm always so struck by the harmonies he uses. They're so lush and, and have this really intricate jazz sound. And they really, there's so many aspects about his music that are distinct to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I can really distinguish a Kaufman melody. Uh, there's mm. certain rhythms that he likes to use. I've talked about this before, but the da 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 sure. you know, those kinds of things. And just a, a free sense of harmony that's incredibly satisfying. The blurring of genres. Yeah. Just excellent. And he ha- has his own his own voice in this community, so we have to showcase uh, someone as singular as him. So I'm excited to move on to this. This was probably the latest addition to the playlist, and I discovered this on SoundCloud. So SoundCloud is, a, is just a treasure trove of great chiptune stuff. If you kind of type in a tag, chiptune, or NES, or wh- what have you, you'll find some great stuff. This was from a chiptuner named Potato Tan. And this is an original track he wrote called Welkmo. Now, this is how it's spelled. W-E-L-C dot M-O-E. Sometimes these chiptuners go out of their way to make the titles very silly and convoluted. Um, But this reminds me of that Let's Shooting track as far as that it's very melodic and it feels like it's carrying the torch of classic video game music. Let's take a listen to Welkmo by Potato Tan. guys are listening to welk.mo <laughs> a chiptune by potato tan which i found on his soundcloud page um and i think he provides the nsf i i believe um this is so cool it's very melodic and it actually feels japanese it kind of has some japanese folk elements to the oh, melody for sure very expressive very beautiful i i think this is again Will's kind of preferred style of chiptune, would you say, Will? <laughs> yeah, because it's still accomplishing uh, the technically impressive aspects of it in terms oh, yeah. of the implementation. It does feel um, really leaps and bounds ahead of uh, what was the standard at the time, but the music really feels part of the lineage of video game music. This would be right at home in, you know, either a Mega Man game or Ninja mm, Gaiden or, yeah. you know, some classic action adventure, even an RPG from back 
from back in the 80s and 90s, uh, just the best. And he takes us through the paces of all the different kind of textbook styles. You have right. the, 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 the lead by itself with delay, you have the lead with an arpeggio, then you have that harmonized dual pulse Mega Man sound. He goes through all the different um, styles, and it's just, it's a great piece of music, really catchy melody. This is another earworm for me uh, this past week. Okay, let's move on to, um, let's see, another kind of hodgepodge track that features some old school and some modern sounds together. This is Dorito Dust by Coda. Hey, it's the second Coda track today. Let's take a listen. You guys are listening to Dorito Dust, which is a very eclectic chiptune that kind of has ADD, not just musically, but as far as his implementation, he has like orchestra hits and like strings and then also NES chip sounds. And it's it's very eclectic, I think, intentionally for sure. This is from Coda. Uh, I think this is a pretty well done chiptune. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree. Uh, a very free sense of modulation too. What I think is interesting, this does also borrow influence from game music, uh, but just different genres. Some of the chords he's using, like those diminished chords and the and the different voicings, it almost sounds um, partially like a type of harmony that you could hear in like the Legend of Zelda series. Uh, obviously, here it's it's a bit more flowing and it tends to modulate, and there is this element of groove, and and there's not the same like melodic focus, uh, but it definitely hmm. does feel connected to video game music. And sure. I also think Jake Kaufman has really inspired a lot of chip tuners to use more adventurous harmonies in their music, For uh, sure. which is w- another uh, reason to celebrate him as a composer. All right. Well, now we're going to move on to another track from that Soundshock 2 album. Um, really some of the best FM chiptune stuff that, I, that I'm hearing in this community. Um, and there's a few of those compilation albums they've, they've put out. This comes to us from Moot Buxel. <laughs> Funny name of a chip tuner. This is a track called Chomp. And it is without a doubt the funkiest or maybe the second funkiest track we're playing today. It's super, super groovy. So sit back. Just enjoy this. This is Chomp. Thank you. 
You guys are listening to Chomp by Moot Buxel from Soundshock 2. Uh, okay, so I thought long and hard about maybe having this as track of the week, but the thing is I needed to realize that I love the groove and I love how funky it is, but I think I wanted to pick a track of the week that had a great melody because that, again, is, is something that is signature to this genre and this community. This this track is not trying to even do that. This is just a solo. It's just a funk solo on the FM sound chip, which is very novel, very cute. Um, and at the end of the day, this is funky. You can't deny yeah, it's you know, great. the sound of this chip works very well for this music. I wonder if this was programmed or if it was using uh, virtual instruments because some know. of those solo lines sound so performed. Uh, True. If not, they were definitely written at the keyboard and like transcribed but you know what that's a great point it is almost has to be virtual instruments vsts you know implemented starting with midi because because yeah that'd be insane well because what i've noticed is working with uh some of these tools when you try to do something that um maybe sounds soloistic and you're working directly on hardware and you're in your programming something a lot of times you end up getting too flashy and you start to do things that you wouldn't be able to physically do yep uh just because of the limitations and it's not that i think some people would assume it would sound more square and it would sound very lame just you know constant 30 second notes uh but i but i think what ends up happening is it makes something too complex too intricate and detailed Um, well it's a great point man and i think the difference is like let's say you're doing a quick uh jazz run on a solo and what it would sound like with a human is but it sounds like on family tracker is and it's like it's it's not human and it doesn't have that expression and feels the nice thing about fm is there is so much more customization in terms of decay and release and all those things that you don't quite have the same level of control um to some extent you would have it on uh, the NES, but you know, a note can't necessarily decay while another note comes in. Um, there can only be those single pitches at a time. Okay, well, I'm excited to move on to a track by Anova. That is a chip tuner that has always kind of played by his own rules, and and his chip tunes are so unique. Um, and beautiful and expressive and maybe a little more at times maybe sensitive I guess than a lot of the stuff we hear you can really tell by the title (laughs) Mm -hmm. this is a track that really feels like it's it has a lot of imagination and heart behind it and there's just a lot of really interesting harmonies that happen remind me of um, just a lot of different sources uh, all over the world this is nerd table at the high school cafeteria of life by Anova enjoy
This is so wonderful, and I believe we're hearing some actual real instruments, too, mixed in here. This is Nerd Table at the High School Cafeteria of Life by Anova. It's so beautiful and expressive, and just harmonically, it's just, it's very unique. The only thing that it really reminded me of is this really awesome band that I like called the Olam, and that's spelled Mm. O-L-L-L-A-M, and they have this really weird combination. They call it neo-acoustic Celtic post-rock, and so they have real drums and like keys and bass, but they also have this guy, John McSherry, who plays Ulean pipes, um, which give it like a Celtic sound. So sure. some of these melodies here really feel like that to me. It's That's just really neat. Cool stuff. Yeah, it is very tender. There's like an emotional aspect <laughs> of it that's very precious and sweet. Uh, it almost reminds me like it would work in some kind of quirky teen movie. Sure. Um, almost like Scott Pilgrim, like a sequel to, to that, you know, because those kinds of emotions, but mixed with this video game influence. Um, really l- lovely. Uh, I think that t- that the title, the nerd table at the high school cafeteria of life, it sounds silly, but it actually is an accurate painting of uh, the emotions that are conveyed uh, by this piece. We're now going to move on to a really nice, hard-hitting chiptune with uh, a little bit of hodgepodge of different sounds here. This is Fluvial Beat Deposits, and this comes to us from a chiptuner with a very unique moniker. It's actually no moniker. He goes by his real name, Simon Stalinhog. Let's yeah, take a listen. Maybe Stalinhog. Stalinhog. We'll Let's take a listen to Fluvial Beat Deposits. So how talented is this community? Holy smokes, guys. You're listening to Fluvial Beat Deposits from Simon Stilinhag. Um <laughs> And it's mostly FM uh, again here. Uh, oh, my goodness. It's just there's so much imagination that these, uh, these wonderful artists have. And some of these people have gone on to, to work in games, uh, you know, Vert being the most extreme case of that. Uh, some of these people, you know, have gone on to work in maybe more kind of smaller indie games, but this is just, this feels like, to me, kind of video game music, but it also reminds me of 80s pop music. Glory Estefan comes to mind for some reason. 
Yeah, God, that line that bump, 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 over the bar, man. Yeah, and it's just like it. You know, every few, um, every few beats, it like it displaces one note, and then the context of that line gets truncated, mm. and it introduces a new kind of syncopation, and there's new strong beats and new weak Ugh. beats, and it's just like, oh, it, it kind of blows my mind. And I think if you really focus in on that little arpeggio, um, it it kind of throws you for a loop. It's really cool. It's very intriguing. It it almost is entrancing. Yeah, it's amazing. All right. We're now going to move on to the second and last chiptune from Vert. I had to include this too. It's one of my favorite things of the entire day. This is Lolly Fishing Next 200 or 20,000 Leagues. Sorry, that's the name of this track by Vert. It's really silly. It starts off with this kind of, I guess, maybe more cliche Gaelic kind of medieval sound that you would maybe hear in like a tavern in like an old school video game or something. But then he just goes off and he, he definitely makes it Jake uh, Kaufman-esque. Let's take a listen to Lolly Fishing Next 20,000 Leagues. You guys are listening to Lolly Fishing, Next 20,000 Leagues by Jay Kaufman. He goes by Vert, especially uh, back in this day. Um, Will was saying that there's some Manami Matsumai influence in this track. I would agree. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly uh, that almost like chorus section or uh, bridge, whatever you want to call it, that has that really satisfying jazzy progression. Um they really are a good fit together. And you think about what happened with Shovel Knight. It really was this dream come true uh, marriage of their styles. And he wasn't kidding when he said that she was an influential composer yeah. to him for his whole career. I really feel like Jake could work with any <laughs> great composer because he's so fluid at being able to incorporate different styles, different harmonies, different genres, yet he always maintains his own musical integrity. That's a really hard thing to do and it takes an incredible amount of facility with the tools um with your own compositional instincts uh yeah i don't know we always gush over jake but he he really is one of those i i would call him a video game master composer 
Uh, I don't know if I can disagree with that. I mean, it's he's he's just a seasoned. Maybe another word to say it is just like a prodigy. He's like a video game music prodigy. Um, just just phenomenal. And what's cool is Will mentioned that he could work with anyone pretty much, and he is now working with all these other people. There's a game coming out next year that he's going to work with Michiro Yamani. Um, oh, crazy. As in like this new kind of Castlevania style game by um, Igarashi that's going to come out. Um, another Kickstarter Inti Creates game. Um, so hopefully this one won't suck. But <laughs> Dude, if he could, if he could get uh, Masato Nakamura, that would be too amazing. <laughs> too amazing. All right, guys. Well, I couldn't be more excited to move on to this week's track of the week. This is from Sound Shock Three. FM Funk Nirvana. <laughs> the, so it's all Nirvana covers. <laughs> the next uh, compilation Soundshock album, and I believe the last, I, I think it was just a trilogy, um, which is too bad because this is some the best chiptune stuff I've ever heard in this entire community. This is so funky, so groovy, so catchy. I'm really excited for you guys to enjoy this track. It's called Cave Bouncer, and it comes to us from Chiptuner104. That's T-E-N-F-O-U-R. Let's take a listen. You guys are listening to Cave Bouncer from 10-4. This is on the album Sound Shock 3 FM Funk Nirvana, which is a wonderful compilation album of FM chiptunes, and this is so wonderful. Um, it feels like it's this perfect balance. It's right in the middle on one side of trying to uphold the traditions of classic video game composition, on the other hand, trying to just do something that's really impressive and showcasing the fact that you can make FM synth sound exciting and modern, and I think it's a perfect balance of that. Yeah, completely agree. So groovy, really good melodies, um, a, a really lovely old school swanky jazz harmony, uh, very 1930s and 40s. Yeah, uh, it almost sounds like kind of the like I don't know Cab Calloway type mm. sound that. Almost Alan Menken was going for in like Aladdin, you know, that really kind of uh, swanky sound. Uh, I love it. And I love when video games uh, do that. One of the first Super Nintendo games that Carl and I ever got was a game called Vegas Stakes, 
which was like a casino gambling game that right. took place in Las Vegas. And I remember it also had this really kind of swanky jazz sound, which is often associated to that kind of thing. But I like here, you know, this track is called Cave Bouncer. It's not necessarily trying to evoke any uh, casino connotations, mm-hmm. um, but that's what almost makes it more unique because... I think almost sometimes when music is placed in a cliche spot, mm-hmm. we just like filter it out is just sound almost. But when you hear those kinds of sounds in something different, you really pay more of a, a close attention. That's a good and point. That's what I'm noticing with this track. If this track was called Casino Bouncer or something, I don't think it would be track of the week. And I, I hate to say that because I, I don't. I'm not saying that we don't have like taste enough to hear through those things, but I do think context is really important and uh, yeah, freedom to combine from all different genres. That's what game music teaches us folks. Amen to that. All right. Well, there's a website called battle of the bits and that's a website that also has a lot of really cool um, chip tune competitions a very active community on there, some wild stuff, and it was a great resource. So there was one competition called Winter Chip. In this case, it was Winter Chip 11. Um, That was the 11th time they did that competition, and I believe the winner of that was Kular with his track Still Playing Mario. So very, very much NES sounds here, but he's kind of playing with your expectations of what it would sound like. Uh, very funny, very cool. This is Still Playing Mario by Kulor. You guys are listening to Still Playing Mario from Coolore. This is from Winter Chip 11 on BattleTheBits.org. Uh, this is so cool. It's very silly. And there's definitely a sense of humor here. Um, the fact that it's like so jazzy is really funny because you expected something plucky and simple from a track called Still Playing Mario. But it's just it's just kind of a funny image to have where it's like this guy who's like playing Mario after 30 years and there's something about this music that fits yeah (laughs) it's almost like a chip on your shoulder kind of thing oh pun intended Mario yeah pun intended right (laughs) 
not really, but <laughs> it worked out. Funny stuff. Yeah, great track. Not really anything more we need to say about that. Let's move on to uh, a track that I found on YouTube on another one of those playlists. This is... Um, I keep saying this, but it kind of sounds like a hodgepodge to me. Definitely hear FM stuff. Uh, it's hard to say what this was made on. This comes to us from Stinkbug. One word is the chip tuner. And this is Bard Jr. Here we go. You guys are listening to Bard Jr. This is a chiptune by Stinkbug. In this one, I gotta say, as far as the groove goes, is probably one of the most well-constructed grooves of the day because you have the bass, the drums, and the chords that are lining up in a really appealing way. This is another track that there's not really much in the way of like a clear melody. It's not really trying to, to do that. It kind of reminds me of the work of Yasuki Yasui as far as having just so many interlocking parts happening at the same time that it's almost this like out of control fusion uh, and yeah it's it's not trying to be melodic really. yeah I mean there is there is melody but it's just it, there, there's not a lot of repeats and it doesn't um there's not necessarily like something really catchy that sticks in your mind right but the way ideas interlock and work together is incredibly effective and i imagine if we listened through to this a few times eventually uh some of those melodies would start to stick in our head but sure it gets back to what we were talking about before where a lot of this chiptune music has no loop in it mm-hmm. it's these more kind of complex forms that are more about uh almost virtuosity if you want to call it with these uh, synth sounds, something that was striking to me about uh, the the overall um, like the tone of this uh, in the production style and everything, it feels very heavily compressed and EQ'd in a very bold way. Um, it, a lot of these things are very much a choice, and I think they're they're trying to emphasize a certain quality of these FM timbres, I think. Absolutely, man. And another thing, this actually reminds me of Wolfpack in the sense that sometimes groove can be catchy in and of itself, and that's what I hear with this track, where the groove that's established in the first 10 seconds, that's catchy. Yeah, what's so striking to me is like a lot of these popular music art forms are so new. There really is so much to explore. And when you go through the decades um, of pop music and see how things change from the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, really there is so much change and so much innovation in every single decade that there's almost an entire universe to be explored Mm -hmm. within just a few years. You know, if we go back to some of the sounds that we were doing in the 80s, there's so many more 
songs. There's so many more types of music that can be written in that style. And I think sometimes we have this view of moving forward where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All that stuff's been done. Let's do something new. Right. But really, it isn't like the world of classical music where you have a predominant style that exists for a hundred years, you know, by a, within a decade, we've completely changed sound. So I think this kind of retro revival of old synthesizers and old types of musical genres is almost necessary for us to keep moving forward as musicians and composers because there's so much untapped potential and i'm glad to hear bands like wolfpack and you know the stink bug cover that seems to be paying reference to almost like a 70s kind of groove for sure well we're gonna move on to another very groovy track but this feels like more in line of what would actually be done in a video game so it, it just something about it feels maybe a little bit more um crafted in a way Uh, I think Will's really going to enjoy this. This is Propeller Plane from Raphael Gollart. And this is another uh, Winter Chip submission. This comes from Winter Chip X, which was the year before. Uh, that's still playing Mario. Uh, I'm not sure if it was once a year. They might have done it twice a year. Um, but actually, if it was winter chip, I imagine they would do it once a winter. So in any case, let's take a listen to Propeller Plane. harmony comes in on that main melody i'm just so sold on this track really great instrument switching different fm sounds coming in and out it's also really effective too because the chords that you're hearing in this are on the psg those 8-bit sounds um and i just love that mixture of old school you know when you listen to genesis music part of it feels still one foot in the past because of the PSG channels. Sure. But then when you get the FM stuff on top of it, it almost makes it feel more exciting and modern than it would because you're almost approaching it variety from, of timbre. Yeah, it's yeah. like if you judge it on an 8-bit standard, it's incredibly new and fresh, you know? <laughs> so that's what I hear here. Of all the tracks that we've played today, this is the one that most sounds like it could have been written by you. <laughs> <laughs> in terms of uh, the you know genesis implementation i could hear that but just this kind of video game laid back groove and swing it reminds me of a lot of stuff on tone bank it reminds me of some sonic-esque stuff that's cool Uh, man very kgb very carl (laughs) yeah I, i can't get enough of this this vibe here all right guys last track of the day really excited to to play this this comes to us from TQ Jam. That's just the letters TQ and it is a jam. jam. It is a jam. It's a really cool track. Also kind of laid back. And this explores a lot of that kind of Fallen-esque demo scene sound of re- really heavy arpeggiation. Let's take a listen to Plum Pop. 
that is wild stuff. That triangle channel going all the way up for the melody. Not something we typically hear. That's from TQ Jam. And wow, this playlist was the ultimate jam. Uh, I had an absolute blast sharing this music with you guys today. Thanks for listening. And hopefully this was some some good stuff that you haven't heard before. And yeah, once in a while, we're going to definitely keep checking back in with this community because a lot of the music we played was like from last year, really new stuff. And there's always great music that's constantly being created in this scene. So thanks so much, guys, for joining us today. Yeah, what's interesting um, on spotlighting on the chiptune scene, uh, similar to the remix community, is that it... It's very open and it's very encouraging of new uh, budding creators. And I, I think that's an incredible thing. You know, we get emails all the time from people uh, that send us their uh, original chip tunes and music that they're they're starting to create. And we always enjoy hearing that stuff. Yeah. And I, it is exciting that um, it all this... All these resources are so readily available that um, this is a really deep music. This is a rich music. It's it's intellectual. It's satisfying. It's groovy. It's all of these things. It's a serious art form. And the fact that it's this accessible for people and that we do live in a time and in a, a community where these things can be shared is, is a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think sometimes we look at the internet as having both pros and cons and a lot of things about (laughs) the way that the music industry works now is that it's so crowded that there's not um, a clear idea of where things are at but you have to take the good with the bad and uh, an episode like today is just a showcase of the unique time that we're living in and um, how something so niche can be such a popular form of expression for so many people absolutely well we want to do a couple little plugs here you guys can follow us on twitter you can like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube. We recently uploaded um, another Marcato mixtape, which is the full playlist of music from an old episode. Uh, that was uh, from the RPG episode from way back in number 78. We're going to keep doing that every once in a while. Thanks, everyone, for leaving nice iTunes reviews. We've gotten some nice ones lately. Particularly thanks a lot to Travis for leaving a really, really nice review. We really appreciate your support. Also, we really appreciate everyone's support on Patreon. That is really responsible for the fact that we're able to keep this show running through all these years. So thank you so much to all of our patrons. And if, and if, you're, if you're not aware, you can find our Patreon page where we offer for some pretty cool rewards for supporting us. So that's a fun way for you guys to kind of support the show if you really enjoy it and get a little bit of rewards as well. Speaking of fan interaction, uh, we want to encourage you guys to send in some of your picks for listener show and tell. We're going to be doing that in a few weeks. Yeah, I think sometime in April we will we will have that uh, next installment of listener show and tell. Every, every spring we do this. Even if you've sent us music, uh, you know, a year ago or since the last episode since the last installment of listener show and tell Mm -hmm. send it to us again um because it is hard for us to uh combine and go through everything that's been submitted to us because so many of you recommend uh music to us so yeah get those submissions in we're really excited those episodes just keep getting better and better and you guys have some time because we do have some things slated in april so it'll be sometime uh in april but i think you guys have some time for that so we're looking forward to another installment of that all right guys i think that's it we should probably get rolling. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everyone. Peace out.